This is the ultimate betting guide to the Big Bash. It's cricket, only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 172. I'm Ed Hawkins, betting.betfair cricket correspondent. This is your ultimate betting guide to the big bash. Our bosh, Sam Collins, is beyond excitement. Indeed, Hawkins, the big bish. This tournament will feel like it never ends unless you follow the cob. Believe me, it's the only way to stay sane. Your steady hand is here in the shape of betting.betfair's Paul Krishnamurti. Hi, Sam. Hello, Paul. And then there's Mr. Rational himself, Richard Mann of SportingLife.com. Hello, Richard. Hello, Sam. Hello, hello. All right, what have we got today, Hawkins? Every team analysed for strengths and weaknesses, bat and ball rankings, possible 11s, and all the details on when players leave, never to be seen again. Good, good, good. All the odds as well from the outright winners to reach the final, to finish bottom. We'll pick the five playoff qualifiers and have top bat and bowler picks too. And as always, the treble klaxon is here too. Right, let's get on with the goodies. Where better to start? Them with a big bish outright. Uh, these are the Betfair Exchange prices. Hobart Hurricanes 4.8. Um, Sydney Sixers 5.2 on the drift a bit. Perth Scorchers 6.8. Melbourne Stars 7.4. Sydney Thunder 8.4. Adelaide Strikers 10.5. Melbourne Renegades 13.5. And the Brisbane Heat bringing up the rear at 17.5. And coming straight to you, Hawkins, for a lowdown on how this tournament works yes uh as you mentioned earlier it's a long one 61 games just a 61 to get through each team plays the other home and away the top five qualify for the playoffs from the regular season ladder and then it's fourth versus fifth in the eliminator first versus second in the qualifier going straight to the final your knockout is your third versus the winner of the eliminator do keep up challenger is the loser to qualifier versus the winner of your knockout and your final is the winner of qualifier versus the winner of the challenger uh, in 11 seasons the ladder winner has won the title twice 14 players across the eight franchises depart for the uae and south africa leagues respectively which start jan 13 and on the 10th so there is plenty of churn Okay, uh, no one can accuse the uh, people at Cricket Australia of not having a sense of humour. Um, Richard Mann, more details on those players who do jump ship in a bit, but when they do, how are teams going to replace them? Uh, Rashid Khan, for example, at Adelaide, are they going to have a pool of players to pick from? How does this impact betting? A massively impacts betting on the outright. I think you want a, a sort of strong and stable squad, really. Um, if you're looking for a team to back now and obviously depth and I just don't think Adelaide can win without Rashid once he goes they don't have a first a frontline spinner certainly not one as good as that and then you look at other sides Melbourne Stars for instance they're going to lose Trent Bull but they've got a strong pace attack anyway Luke Wood um, Nathan Coulter Nile uh, Brody Couch and I keen on him so you're just going to have to look for squad depth and if you don't have it I think you're going to really struggle once these players depart Okay, okay. A question from Orange79 via Twitter. He asks, 
or they ask, are there a list of cricket grounds which yield high runs? Is there somewhere I can read up on total runs per Aussie Big Bash ground? Um, well, there is a place and it's called Krishnamurti. Uh, can you give us a rundown on venues, please, Paul? Sure. So um, looking, at the, looking at the main grounds that will be used most times, by far the best for runs is um, the Optus Stadium in Perth. Half of the last eight, nine of the last 18 matches, so an even money chance, first innings will be 180 or more. Um, in six out of those 18 games, both score, teams scored 170. And in 12 out of those 18, 170 were scored in the first innings. So I think it will beat the market on all of those with all of those targets. Um, Adelaide is another one. And I think if you remember the World Cup, the pitches were pretty good here. And remember that over the years that Adelaide have generally been stronger with the ball than bat. So these numbers are pretty good numbers in that context. Uh, 18 out of 38 matches there, 170 plus in the first innings and nine out of 38 were 180 plus. Um, the Sydney Cricket Ground, that has got very high scoring potential if conditions are right. A lot depends on the overheads. But last year, half of the matches, three out of six first innings finished 190 or more. That doesn't really stack up so much in the long term, but they're still not bad. Um, three out of 21 matches there were 200 plus. So I think if the sun's out there playing the 180 or over 200 lines, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the Gabba is a good one. Uh, two out of the five uh, matches last year were 195 plus. And eight out of 31 over the years has been 180 plus. Again here, check the overheads. If the sun's out, it's a good ground for overs. Um, the Blundstone, where Hobart play, is not a bad ground. You get you consistently get 175 plus, 15 out of 31. But note, they very rarely go high there, really high. Only four out of 31 and 190. So stick to the 175 band. Um, at the MCG, Pretty solid, 17 out of 41 matches here, 170 or more. But note that this is famously a good ground for going unders on sixes. 35 out of 41 matches had fewer than 11 sixes. And finally, to go to the Marvel Stadium where the Renegades play, this is a bit uh, contrary evidence. Last year, it was an absolute run fest. 7 out of 11 were 170 plus. Three out of 11 were 200 plus. But if you look over the um, longer term, those three 200 plus were the only ones in out of 31 matches. So I would say that's more of a wait and see. Renegades are a bit more competitive this side. So that I'd, I'd leave the Marvel for now. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. I think we're nicely warmed up for the team by team guide, which is coming up next. We've also got the treble klaxon, best bets, and the guys picking their playoff qualifiers. The team by team guide to the Big Bash will be conducted in reverse betting order. The biggest priced teams come first. So we start with Brisbane Heat, who are 17.5 on the bet for exchange to win the title and 4.3 to finish last. Edward Hawkins has our lowdown. Yeah, Brisbane, last uh, three years, seven, four and three placed finishes. They're seventh for batting power and they're fifth on bowling economy. Possible 11 is Bryant, Bartlett, Munro, and we're bowling him up because he will be leaving. Billings, Heaslett, Pearson, Baisley, Nisa, Swepson, Wildermuth and Stachetti. Okay, lovely stuff. Paul Krishnamurti, let's come to you. Um, the Heat, what are their chances, hot or cold? 
Cold, cold. Uh, I mean, I might generally think that in these franchise tournaments, you've got the, 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 the franchise team itself has got to have a bit of pedigree. It's very hard to suddenly turn things around, and they are consistent failures. And I don't really like that side. I think it lacks class. So top five at best for them, but I can't back them. Richard Mann, verdict from you, please. Yeah, I'm, I'm cold as well. I do like moving on Chris Lynn. I think long-term they might be able to form a better, stronger, more consistent squad, but I think this year, too soon. Okay, other ways to play these guys, please. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, then Richard Mann. Perhaps look at Betfest Sportsbook prices for top series heat bat or bowler, maybe? Yeah, the one I looked at um, was Xavier Bartlett, 4-1 to one, top wicket taker. Took 11 wickets from seven matches last year. And there's a good chance, I would have thought, that even Mick Swepson or Michael Nisa might get international duty at some point. Yeah, I like Max Bryant here. Um, really talented top-order batsman who generally flattered to deceive. But, I mean, he's still only a young man. Um, and I definitely think it'll click at some point. And his domestic form coming into this season is really, really strong. With Chris Lynn not there anymore, he'll have a bit more responsibility. He obviously will play the duration of the series after the season. Sorry, I thought three to one was fair about him. Jack Wildermuth, twenty-five to one for top heat season bowler. There's competition for places this year with this attack, but he, he's a he's a really good cricketer and he can bat. So I think he'll play regularly. Twenty-fives is, is just wrong. Okay, next we're going to mosey on down to the Melbourne Renegades, who finished bottom last season. They're four, sorry, they're favourites at fours to do so again on that bet for exchange, and they're thirteen point five to win the thing. Hawkins, yeah, Renegades form guys and data numbers read a bit like a, a sadomasochistic premium rate line. Last three years, eight, eight, eight batting run rate, eighth ranking, and bowling economy rate, ranking is eighth. Uh, they could line up like this. Finch, Guptill, Marsh, Wells, Madison, who is the captain, shouldn't be in the team for me. Harper, Sutherland, Akil Hossein, Mujib, Rogers and Richardson. That's Kane Richardson. Tom Mitt Rogers is a great pickup from Hobart. But Akil and Mujib will be leaving, as will Andre Russell. Uh, he's only available for the first four matches. Okay, Richard Mann, it turns out, is one for sadomasochism hotlines. Um, you fancy Melbourne Renegades, Richard. Are you concerned about losing three players? Um, I'm, I'm not so bothered about Akeel and Russell. I think Mujib will clearly be a big loss. And I think this this side, I think the bowling is the weakness. But I think the batting, there's loads of potential. And, and at a massive price, this is the team, I think, that could potentially get on a bit of a roll and, and pull off a bit of a surprise. I mean, Finch guts are not the players there were. But this, we're not talking about international cricket or IPL. This is a, a drop in class for those guys. I'm sure they can still make runs at this level. Sean Marsh, very consistent. John O'Wells. And in Mackenzie Harvey and Jake Fraser McGirt, they've got two really talented youngsters who can bat. So I think the batting could potentially get them a long way. And look, I'm just looking at a big price who could sneak into the playoffs and with all that experience go on a bit of a run. And I think potentially this side could. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, I'm going to cut to the chase. Has Richard Mann lost his mind? No, I, I don't think he has. Um, they're not my selection for the same reasons I said earlier about um, having a bit of the, the side having a bit of pedigree. It's a big jump to come from last every year to really contend. But I don't think they're the outsiders of eight by any means, and there's trading potential at 13. And for me, the big thing is that their batting has been terrible in recent years. But that's really uh, beefed up here. I mean, Guptill could be very effective, I'd have thought, in Big Bash. And John O'Wells has been saving uh, Adelaide for years with his middle order. 
uh, efforts. So, yeah, I could I could see them certainly getting in the playoffs. Okay, okay. Um, I believe Edward Hawkins has tipped Sean Marsh at seven to two for top Renegade Series bat. Any other value, rich man, on the sportsbook sides? Uh, uh, Marsh is obviously a very solid pick, just a class act. He, I could see him making runs in the big bash when he's fifty. Is that good? But whether his body holds out is another thing. Look, I'm a big fan of Mackenzie Harvey. He's 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 still a, in his early twenties. Um, he's been opening the batting for Victoria in the fifty over comp. Um, like I just think he's a terrific cricketer. Who's, he was doing 12th man duties for Australia's test team recently. He's 16 for top season bat, and I'd be tempted to throw a few quid at him. There's lots of competition in this lineup now, but if he gets a go, he could be he could spring a bit of a surprise. Okay, okay. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, who takes your fancy and uh, any other strategies welcome to? Well, for the top uh, season bat, if we think he's going to play, I think 5-1 to one, Martin Guptill. I'd rather have him than Finch, who I think is in decline, and Marsh, who... He's getting on, and as Rich says, might not last the season. Uh, and match by match, when he plays, before he goes, I think Akil Hussain, top wicket taker, could be a fair bet. OK, OK. Um, tick for Renegades. Next up, Adelaide Strikers at 10.5. They're 5.3 to finish bottom, 1.63 to qualify, both on the Betfair Exchange. Hawkins has their possible 11s. Yeah, possible 11. Lynn, who is uh, going to depart short, Weatherald Hunt, De Grandhomme, Nielsen, Rashid, who is a big loss uh, to the UAE League, Wes Agar, Siddle, Conway and Thornton. Thornton last three years, fourth, fifth, third. They're sixth on batting power, uh, but they are third on bowling economy. Travis Head and Alex Carey will come into this team once the Test Series with South Africa is over. I think it's around about January the 8th. So they're going to be flipping from a really reliable bowling team and poor batting team to basically the other way around. Okay, okay, let's go to Paul Krishnamurti. Um, great bowling team, poor batting team. Then Rashid Khan leaves, and Alex Carey and Travis Head bowls to the batting. What to do? I think they're poor, and I'm tempted to bat them to finish bottom at four to one. You know, they failed the last four years. Their two biggest players in Lynn and Rashid are going to leave. Um, I think Wells is a big loss. And I think that when you, Wells has been really important for them stabilising a poor batting lineup in recent years. And I just think by the time Head and Carey arrive, their season might be nearly over anyway. Okay. Um, Richard Mann, what are your thoughts on this lot? Yeah, probably not as harsh as Paul, but I, I don't like them. I could I could see them making the playoffs, but the problem is they might sneak in fourth or fifth and then need a, an amazing run to get to the final and win it, and they won't have the best player in Rashid Khan at that point. And the other thing is they just play far too conservatively for me with the bat. I'd sort of always been happy setting 160, 170, and, and Adelaide, that, that's, that's not always a great plan, um, particularly once Rashid goes, so it's enough for me. No, from Richard Mann. Um, right, strategies, trades, in plays, bats and bowlers to follow, please. Uh, Paul, you first. It's a short price, but seven to five, Peter Siddle, top wicket taker, looks really solid. You know, he got 30 wickets last year, and perhaps the odds are a bit bigger because Rashid can't in there and he's not going to play the season. Okay, um, Richard Mann. Yeah, I'm well aware there's a lots of competition for places, um, but Adam Hose is, is over as, as they're overseas. He was a magnificent for the Northern Superchargers in the 100 last year. Um, I watched him batting alongside Harry Brook. I'm not trying to argue that he's a better player than Harry Brook, of course. 
but he's a real talent, is Adam Hose. And I think this is probably a step down in class. I don't want to knock the competition, but from the hundred and the quality of players in that competition, he's a serious talent. And if and when he plays, I'll be looking, and if, especially if he's batting in the top four, I'll be looking to get him on side in the top Adelaide batsman market, Adam Hose. Okay, um, completing the bottom four in the betting is, of course, Sydney Thunder, 8.4 to win on the Betfair Exchange, 3.75 to make the final. Hawkins, low down, please. Yeah, this is your number one ranked team for batting power. Power, However, if they're also ranking them for squad churn, they'd be number one as well, and that's not a good thing. Possible 11 is Jason Sanger, who's a new captain. Hales, Rousseau, both those two will be leaving. Cutting, Ross, Sams, Green, uh, Brendan Dockett, uh, Garinda Sandu Tanvir Sanga is injured with a stress fracture so we may not see him at all Usman Kadir uh, is a good pickup at Faz Faruqi the Afghan left arm pacer is there but he will also be leaving there's just so much uh, going on here they've also lost Saqib Mahmood and Mohamed Hasnain who were uh, good wicket takers for them last season uh, too much going on for my liking OK uh, Richard Mann why don't you fancy the Thunder well, too much going on, as Ed says, for a start. Um, and the other thing, a couple of years ago, they, they had a really good side, really settled side. Alex Hills was a top one scorer that season. And that they were brilliant in the in the regular season. And then when they got to the knockouts, they just fluffed the lines. And I felt ever since that, was that their chance, really? I don't think this squad's as good, not even if everyone stays. Um, so I'd be surprised if they were good enough to win it now. They've got some very good cricketers, but I think as a settled 11, I just don't think it'll be strong enough. OK, uh, Paul Krishnamurti, does Warner's return after the SA Test Series give this lot the star quality they've perhaps been lacking? Maybe, but unfortunately, at that time, they're going to lose the other stars, Hales, Riley Russo and um, Faruqi, all of whom, when I, when I first saw that squad, I thought they were my pick. But the more I think about it, it has been too much churn already, and they probably will be during the season. Nevertheless, I think they've got a, I, I think they've got a good chance of making a playoff. They've got enough quality to win games in there. OK, thank you very much. Um... Richard Mann, view on the Top Thunder series bat, please, considering Hale's 23-10 to 10 favourite will miss the second half, though. Jason Sanger, the skipper, at 16-5, to 5, maybe? Yeah, looks very solid and a lot of talk about him in Australia as well. I just want to throw him for the top baller, Brendan Doggett. He's 11-1. to 1. That looks way out to me, but he has had injury problems, but he, he comes into this in good form from, from the domestic season. Um, maybe match by match, Brendan Doggett. Quick baller, deceptively quick, balls a good bounce and he'll get wickets. And I think he'll always be value um, up against Daniel Sams. OK, Paul Krishnamurti, views on other bet options for the Thunder, please. Well, I, yeah, I looked at Jason Sanger too, very much, given that he won this last year, despite Hales having a full season. Uh, and on the bowler front, my plans have been scuppered. I didn't realise that Tanvir Sanger was probably not going to play because I had him down at 20-1. to Ousman um, Kadir is also 20-1, and I assume that this was that they're not going to play two leggies together. Um, but if Kadir's going to play most of the season, that's still a fair bit of 20s. Okay, thank you very much. Um, top four teams in the betting to analyse still to come. Best bets, top five finishers, and a pick for top of overall batsman and bowler. But before we do, it's that time. The treble klaxon, and I'm handing over to Edward Hawkins. Yes, McDermott, 9-5, to five, top Hobart series run scorer. Sean Marsh, top Renegades series run scorer at 7-2. to two. 
Uh, Joe Richardson, top Perth bowler at 11 to 5. These bets are all with Betfair Sports. But 10 quid stake will return 403 quid, and we will endeavour to get that up on the Betfair Sportsbook site for you by the time this is in your ears. Great stuff. Thank you, Hawkins. Four more teams coming up next. Melbourne Stars are 7.4 on the Betfair Exchange to win the title, 3.75 to make the final. Hawkins has some data. Yep. Uh, Last three years, sixth, seventh, and runner-up. These are in um, uh, historical order, so the most recent finish was sixth. Uh, Fourth and sixth, respectively, on batting and bowling power. Possible 11, Stoinis Kellaway, the youngster opening the batting. Larkin, Joe Clark, Cartwright, Webster, Coulton Isle, Luke Wood, Bolt, Couch, Zampa. Bolt will be leaving, but that doesn't really affect this Melbourne Stars team. They're really solid. The only... uh, Problem is they haven't got Glenn Maxwell. If Glenn Maxwell's fit, uh, we'd probably be, be all over them. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, do you... Uh, sorry, Richard Mann, they're your top pick, aren't they, these lads? Yeah, just about. Um, look, at, if you remember 12 months ago, they set off like a steam train early season and they were really badly affected by COVID. I think at one, COVID at one point, they were basically playing a team full of club cricketers. And some of the other teams later on, when they got their bout of COVID, they were given time to recover. And and I thought Stars were were picked on a little bit by Cricket Australia. Um, This is a solid squad, a solid batting lineup with quality in Clark and Steinis, but it's the bowling that wins out for me. I just think it's terrific. Luke Wood, Bull, Brody Couch looks really exciting. Zampa, Cult and Isle. I think they'll bowl a lot of teams out and restrict teams. If that top order can click Steinis and Clark, they can go very deep. And Glenn Maxwell seems confident that he'll be available for the back end should they make the playoffs. I'm not too sure. I'm not a doctor. But if he is, that would be a massive boost to them. It's just whether they can get that far. OK, thank you very much. Um, Paul Grishamurti, do you disagree with that selection? Yeah, I do, actually. I'm, I'm not a Stars fan. I never think they're value, and I always think they're overrated on reputation. I mean, I think um, Rich makes a very fair point, last year about the COVID thing. I, I, that that wasn't really in my mind. And I can just remember them being bitterly, bitterly disappointed last year. So they are entitled to improve. But their top scorer from last year is out in Maxwell. There's no case Armage, which is another big player. And generally, the bowling was pretty expensive, I just think they're a bit too reliant on Stoinis, Clark and Cartwright in the batting. Okay, okay. Um, other ways to play on the stars, please, guys. Richard Mann and then Paul. Yeah, really boring, but Joe Clark at 5-2. to two. He would have been their top one scorer last year, but for Maxwell making a brilliant 100 in the last match. I'm not bitter at all about that. Um, so, And I know he had a poor domestic season in England, but he's a, he's a class player. Um, I think he can come good, and I prefer him to to Steinis just about. Um, so that would be the way I'd play, I think, Joe Clark, top se- season batsman for the Stars. Thank you very much. Uh, Gent, oh no, sorry, Paul, coming to you. I will totally endorse Ed's position on Brody Couch, 5-1 to one top wicket taker. That's a good bet. Top wicket taker last season, played 14 matches. And just to remind that the matches at the MCG, back unders on sixes, back under 11 sixes every time. Okay, thank you very much. Moving onwards, uh, Perth Scorchers are the champions and they are 7.2 on Betfair Exchange to win back-to-back titles. That's happened twice and Perth were one of the teams who managed it. So over to Hawkins to run the rule over them this year. 
Yeah, uh, won it last season, as you said. They were runners-up the season before that. Uh, they were two, all the twos, number two on batting run rate and number two for bowling economy. They're really solid. However, they've had big squad churn before the season has even started, so hopefully they've got it out the way. Possible 11 for you. Inglis opening the batting. He does. He says he doesn't know where he's going to bat, but we think he's going to open. Duplessis, who will be leaving first seven matches only for him. We've got Adam Live as well. I'm not sure on his availability for the entire season. Richard Mann maybe answer that, that one in a second. Hobson, Hardy, Turner, Ashton Agar, Richardson, Ty, Berendorf and Tamil Mills. Um, and yeah, they've lost. They lost Laurie Evans, didn't they, for for a drugs uh, infringement? So, and they've lost all Mitchell Marsh as well. But um, they seem they seem to be pretty solid. Okay, Paul. Um, too much churn with the bat for you, or is the uh, reliability with the ball a? Um, uh, does that make up for it? Oh, absolutely. I, I think they're a cracking price. Again, going back to the theory about sides that have pedigree in the competition, there's no reason why they can't go very well again. The bowlers are just outstanding all the way through. And that, I mean, time I mills into that brilliant death bowler. And that really matters at the Optus Stadium. As I was saying earlier, that's the best scoring ground in the competition. So you need a good bowling attack there. Um, yeah, sure. Mitchell Mars is a really big loss. But, you know, English Bancroft, Turner, all cracking players this level. I think Fafty Plessy will probably contribute a lot before he goes. Adam Life will probably contribute a lot. They've got good all-rounders in um, Richardson and Ashton Agar. So no reason why they don't go well again. No reason at all. OK, Richard Mann, your thoughts on the score? Oh, me and Paul are at loggerheads here this, this week, aren't we? I, I just can't have them. Look, I'm loath to take them on because they've got such good pedigree. But the batting just isn't strong enough. Adam Lyon's going to be going to the ILT 20 halfway through. Duplessis, to me, isn't the player who he was. Alive outscored him last year in the 100 for the superchargers. I just think the batting is, is too light, surely, for them to win it. Excellent bowling attack, absolutely. But I just, particularly once Duplessis and Live guy, just don't see where, where the big runs he's going to come from. Okay, other ways to play, please. Uh, Paul, you first then, Richard. I'm just going to say outright 6.8, and I I think they're a good bet in the reverse forecast markets. Richard, please. Yeah, I know I'm a Yorkshireman, but I'm really looking forward to seeing Adam live on these pitches. We see, see him um, in, in the 100 and in the blast plane on a good surface now at Leeds at Headingley. Um, he's just a brilliant player. He, he outscored Duplessis consistently in the 100 for the Super Chargers last year. I suspect that's why he's here. I think Duplessis has made a phone call, hasn't he, when Scorchers needed another batsman. Terrific left-hander. I think he'll do really well. I think he's a better player than Duplessis nowadays. And with really only English to beat, if, if Ashton Turner's going to bat sort of number six, I think Lyth could be a good bet match by match in the top batsman marking. Okay, okay, down to the top two. The Sixers, beaten finalists are next, and it appears the market doesn't like their signing of Steve Smith. So they've drifted to 5.2 on the Betfair exchange for the title. They're 2.6 to reach the final. Hawkins. Yeah, and they've made the final in the last three seasons as well. Butting run rate, they are third. Bowling economy, they are the number one side. Your possible 11. Philippe, 
Patterson they've picked up from Perth, who was terrific last season. Vince, Hughes, Henriquez, Christian, Silk, Kerr, Abbott, Dwarshius, O'Keefe. Finding a best possible 11 is tricky. We could have Chris Jordan in there uh, as well, or Israel Navid, the uh, Wonder Kids spinner. Nathan Lyon will come back into this team once the Test Series is over. Jackson Bird is on the bench. Uh, Vince and Jordan are on their way out for uh, other sunnier climbs, but... Um, they will take some stopping, I'm sure. Okay. Hawkins is struggling to see a weakness. Richard Mann, what do you say? I think they are the team to beat again. Just, I'm a massive Sixers fan. Brilliant side over the years. And I think what they've done done well is they've just found a way to win when they haven't played well. And then when the big moments come, they've generally performed. My one negative about them, other than the fact that the favourites are, that they are drifting a little bit now. I think they can overcome Vince's absence because I think they're batting strong enough when Vince does go. But I just worry that this squad is really starting to age now. Dan Christian, particularly two years ago when they won, them, won this competition, he won them a lot of close games, big clutch moments, and he stepped up. But he isn't the player he was. He was poor in the blast last year. He wasn't great in this last year. Um, and then they're still relying on Aldo Keith out of the left-arm spinner. And again, his hamstrings are just so fragile. They're on their way out. And I just worry that, that time might just catch up with a few of these guys. I think the batting can cope. Um, but I just worry about the bowling if O'Keefe and Christian start to struggle. So at the price is that that's why I'm leaving them alone. Now, I should have mentioned Hayden Kerr, actually. He could well be player of the tournament with what he does with the bat and ball. I think he took 25 wickets last season and ended up opening the batting for them. So uh, keep an eye on him. He could be the person who makes all the difference. Yeah, he's a terrific player. OK, Paul Krishnamurti, are they too short for you? No, not, not at all. I think they seem to be. And um, same argument as Perth. I think they're really solid in the um, forecast, name the finalist markets. You know, this is a proper T20 side, really solid pedigree, lots of versatility, superb middle order with Jordan Silk, Moises Emmerichs, and even Sean Abbott, who we've said many times, who can bat. Even Jordan can finish. So I don't really see a weakness at all. I think they've got to contend. Can I just uh, just canvas some opinion here? Say they finish top two, what sort of price do you think they'd be then in the outright market? Do you think they'd be sub three to one? Um, five teams in it. Another massive. Yeah, I think advantage. they probably would because of the pedigree. Yeah. Okay. Depends obviously. It depends obviously who's first, but I mean, yeah, I would have thought they, given their pedigree, they're not going to be any bigger than threes. Okay, that's. I, my kind of thought was, I wonder how much shorter they will be. Because obviously, if you get to the latter stages and Akeef's still standing, Christian finds some form, then then we're talking about the the genuine favourites, aren't we? Um, yeah, it's interesting then. Yeah, the price I've gone for on betting dot betfair is a two point six to reach the final because I think they're finishing in the top two, and then you know if they do finish second, you're effectively getting uh, two point six for them to win one of two games and your bets and your bets in. So, uh, ju- and just keeping that history on the side about the best teams don't always win this competition. Okay, um, that leaves just the Hobart Hurricanes then. The market has them as the new favourites, 4.8 as we record, 2.9 to reach the final though. Um, all on the Betfair Exchange, of course. Hawkins, how do they stack up? Well, they were fifth, sixth and fourth last three years and they're way down in uh, batting run rate and bowling economy. Fifth and seventh have got an awful lot of improvement to do. The possible 11 for you is McDermott, Wade, Short. This is where it gets interesting. Asif Ali, 
Tim David, Shadab, Shadab Khan and Fahim Ashraf. Park at Meredith Ells, Ellis and Stanlake will finish it. Shadab may miss maximum of three games for Pakistan duty. Hobart have gone completely the other way and they've not picked a single uh, player who's going to be involved in the UAE or South Africa League. So uh, you've got to respect that approach and could well pay off. Okay, fascinating team, this one, Paul Krishnamurti. But I think we said last season um, the same thing and they were a letdown. Are you surprised that they're favourites this time round? I am a bit surprised given what I've said about Sixers and Scorchers and the pedigree. And indeed, you know, I've had my fingers burnt on them again in the past last year. But you can't really argue with that squad. I mean, Wade Short, McDermott, Tim Davis, what a great quartet of sort of players for the season, plus that Pakistan trio whilst they're there is superb. And even the replacements. I mean, James Nation could be could be outstanding in this tournament. They've got good good bowlers. I don't really see a weakness. And the only thing that worries me really is the fact that they've let us down before and the price. Okay. Okay. Uh, Richard Mann, what is going on here? The market being over analytical on player availability by the looks of it. Yeah, I wouldn't have them ahead of sixes in the betting. Look, it's a strong team on paper, and I think in Tim David, they've got an unmatched finishing ability. Good good pace bowling as well with, with Ellis and Meredith. My concern, and I think I mentioned this last year, is that the top four, and Zach Crawley's going to join up with his squad at some point as well. So McDermott, Wade, Darcy Short, and then Zach Crawley comes along and will probably demand a place. They all want to be opening the batting. Um, and two of them ain't going to be opening the batting. They're going to be batting out of position. Um, my fear would be that someone like Ben McDermott actually gets gets punched down the order when he was a top one scorer last season. I just don't like it when that happens. I find it a little bit imbalanced. It, it leads to imbalance, really. Um, I, it just puts me off. And when we're talking about favourites, I want every... I want everything in the favour. And when you look at six, as everyone knows, they're clearly defined well, don't they? And I'm just not sure that, that Hobart are going to be the same. So I'm a bit cool on them at the prices. OK. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, uh, bats and bowlers to follow, please. Um, also question around innings runs, bets at the Bellarive Oval, maybe. What else have you got here? That's that's the bet for me. First innings runs. If they're batting first, bat them to get one seven five or more every time. Haven't really got an opinion on the top bat on bowl. Okay, Richard Mann? Uh, well, Ben McDermott, if he's opening, he's an outstanding player. And I, I wouldn't mind backing him to, you know, make a 50 or something if he in running because I, th- I think that's the way to go. He makes big runs. And I think for the top series bowler for them, Nathan Ellis, he's only six to four, but he, he's just a class apart and he bowls at the death. Of, that's one for your Twixies. I'm, I'm going to put him in a Twixie actually in the best bet, Nathan Ellis. Brilliant death bowler. Okay, fantastic. Um, tick for the big, big Bish team analysis, but now the pressure is on because Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti are going to pick their top five and give a name for top batsman and top bowler. So get your pens at the ready to jot these down. Richard Mann, you are up first. Right, okay. So Sydney Sixers first, Melbourne Stars second, Melbourne Renegades third, Perth Scorchers fourth, and Adelaide Strikers fifth. No, Hobart. Um, and uh, we having a name for you from top batsman and top bowler? Yeah, probably go for Nathan Ellis, top bowler. I'm a bit worried that they won't get through, but um, he's just going to take loads of wickets at, at the death. Um, and the batting, I think Joe Clark will go really close for, for Melbourne Stars. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Paul Krishnamurti. Okay, my top five would be one, Sydney Sixers, 
two Perth Scorchers, three Sydney Thunder, four Hobart Hurricanes, five Melbourne Renegades. And at the prices, top bowler, Josh, top batsman, sorry, Josh Inglis at 20 to 1, top bowler, Hayden Kerr, 33 to 1. Okay, fantastic. Right, now it's over to the best bets. It's best bets time for the Big Bash and Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti have five units to spend each across those outright markets. And it's Paul Krishnamurti to go first. Okay, I have 1.5 points on a Sydney Sixers Perth Scorchers final at 9-1. to one. Right, I'm going to... I'll kick off with one point on Melbourne Stars to win the Big Bash. And I'll have... Um, one point on a Sydney Sixers Sydney Thunder final at twelve to one. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to have a 0.75 Trixie, so three units in all. Max Bryant, top Brisbane Heat batsman at three to one. Nathan Ellis, top Hobart Hurricanes bowler at six to four. And Joe Clark, top Melbourne Stars batsman at five to two. 0.75 Trixie, three points. And I have uh, 1.5 points on Brody Couch to be top Melbourne Stars wicket taker at five to one. Right, so I'll finish off. I've got a yeah, I've got a unit left. So I'm going to have 0.5 Jack Wildermuth top Brisbane Heat bowler at 25 to one. I'll have half a point on Josh Inglis top tournament run scorer at 20 to one. And then finishing off half a point, Brendan Doggart, top Sydney Thunder Thunderbowler at 11 to 1. And I'll have half a unit on Usman Kadir to be top Sydney Thunder wicket taker at 20 to 1. Some terrific prices there to get your teeth into. Don't forget to check out betting.betfair. Team analysis that is there, and we've got an outright preview there as well. And every single game will be previewed on betting.betfair throughout the Big Bash. We'll see you next time, next week, same time, same place, for the last cricket-only better of the year.